You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Battle Ready. We have a good lesson tonight. It is in Matthew chapter 5. You jinxed it. A lot of discussion. I'm not going <laughs> to jinx good. it. It's going to be fine. Before we start, it. though, I'd like for us all to please remember we have several people in our church right now that are sick, seriously sick. We have some that have just come through a really big surgery for kidney transplant, and I hear God is blessing that and taking good care of him. We have a lot of people on our prayer list to pray for. We've had several that were unexpected. I feel like probably everybody in our listening area right now is having the same problems. People are sick. The weather's been rough. It's been a little bit of a tough week here, but I just want to give God glory and I want to praise him for what he does for us despite our inadequacies, the things that we do that separate us from him. I'm thankful that he's a redeemer, a redeemer and that he loves us. And as we go through the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5 of, of the book of Matthew, um, lead us into that. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what this chapter is kind of about. And, and it's, it's someone pointed out earlier, it's one of the few messages that Jesus talks for three whole chapters about. So it's a lot of unpacking. I want to I want to go back to the last time we were together. Okay. And Jesus is in the wilderness. He's led there by the Spirit, and Satan tempts him. And there are three great <laughs> temptations that we talked about last time we were together. And I want to go back. We talked in detail about them last time. You can go back there and watch that if you haven't. But the big overall theme to me and what Satan tries to do, what he tries to tempt Jesus with, is that there are things you can do that have the appearance of righteousness. They have the appearance of power and holiness, but they are not in obedience to the Father. So Christ turns every one of them down. He answers it with scripture and he says, what I need to do is obey my Father's will. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what matters. And I feel like that leads us into into chapter five because what you have is this conversation about what did the law mean when it said, and what and, and what was God trying to ask us to do? What did he what need us to understand? Because Jesus is going to explain to us, he's not the appearance of righteousness. He's he righteousness. righteousness. Yes. And, and he'll talk about, you know, he'll tell his disciples, if your righteousness does not exceed those of the scribes and the Pharisees, whose life is dedicated to the Old mm-hmm. Testament mm-hmm. law. He said, if you don't do better than that, you're in, in trouble. trouble. Right? He says you're in trouble because what what they've been what they've become all about is the look of holiness and the look of righteousness. And what Jesus is trying to get across in the next three chapters is what did God really mean by that? And where's the heart in that? I always think he he points out repeatedly to us, where's your heart? And and you ask yourself, like, why was the law given in the first place? If God in his wisdom, his infinite wisdom and knowledge and his, his understanding of us and our sin nature, why would he give a law knowing we couldn't keep it? Why would he give it to start with? He's got to show what did us he want us him, to right? know? Behind all of it is a God who wants to be known by us, mm-hmm. right? And, and who knows to, us? And who knows us? So foundationally, what you have to understand is in giving the law, 
there's something about him I need to know. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I don't, I learn about myself. I learned that I, without God's help, can do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I learned that in God is the answer to, to all everything. of this. And so when Jesus is God on earth, he's, he's the son of God walking on earth. And he explains to you some of these things that you're asked in the law. What, where's God's heart in that? Well, his heart is beyond just the look of it. I was thinking like, how many contracts have you signed that you wish you hadn't signed? <laughs> Probably a lot more than I'd like to admit. Like how many times in my life have I, have I come out on the raw end of a deal because of the fine print? Yeah. Right. Because I'm thinking like, this meets my Insurance. immediate need, but it I'm doesn't talking take about, care of the long right? run. I'm talking mm -hmm. about these bargains we get into and we, we sign the paper thinking this is really looking like it'll benefit me. And then there's something down there in that real small, mm -hmm. but if you do this, it won't count. Or, or if you do or this, it it's, doesn't it, cover it's this. not valid. It doesn't cover this part, mm -hmm. right? So then when you need those words to, to hold up, they collapse, mm -hmm. That's right? That's true. That's a good example. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yes. the law of God is not that. The no. law of God is he, he doesn't just want you. He's not making you a promise on the surface of appearance. He's telling you, I see beneath really that are. what's really going on i know what you and are jesus takes the time but what kind right? of how what kind of a loving father is it to go into such detail i mean they when you think about the three chapters that this entails how much information does he give us to help us know how to know him but sometimes i think the law was given to us Forgive me if I overstep or out or don't say this well. I think it was given to show us how good he is. How good he is. And and because, because we that's what he says at the, these things. the end of our chapter today. He said, I didn't come to destroy this. Mm -mm. I, came I came to fulfill I it. I came it, when he says he came to fulfill it, I I I, I major on the word fill. Mm -hmm. He came to embody it. Mm -hmm. Like everything that it. we've tried to do on to the surface, maybe mm -hmm. even resentfully. Mm-hmm. Right? He is he is the exact image of that. He is the word of God. He's the he is what God gave in the law. But he's not just the surface of it, he's the heart of it, the depth of it, and the completeness and if of it. We don't get that. That's they're who just Jesus stories. Is. Right? They're just right? stories. They're just I've heard I heard someone yesterday say, Well, you know, that book was written for people a long time ago that didn't understand anything. You know, no. And I heard I've heard people say you know, those sacrifices, all that blood, all that stuff. Why would you want a God that does that? That's the point. That horror of that offering, that that terribleness of something innocent happening to die is the whole point of the story. To, to be honest, the unfairness of it. Yes. The, and yeah. that's and the Beatitudes are going to talk about like doing things that are not fair to you. Yes. You're laying down your right to something. You're laying down your natural response to something. And God is calling us to make this our standard. We'll never Christ perfected it. Mm -hmm. But it's he's our standard. Yeah. He's our model. This is right? this book is for you. For us. Right? It this is, is it this is, is education. How, what does it say? It is um, doctrine, reproof and correction. This That's is what how this the is king for. runs his kingdom. Yes. And what's lovely about our king is that he lived it himself. He, he never it. asked us he to do all this. anything that he didn't do perfectly. And I think that's, again, an excellent point. And I know we keep saying that, or I keep saying it, because I, I say it to remind myself. We went through First and Second Chronicles, and we saw all the kings who fail, and it almost got to the place where you were just dis disheartened. 
This I one was, was supposed to do this, but he <laughs> didn't do it again. And he yeah. didn't learn from the one that was before him. And they didn't get it right. And there were a few sprinkled in there who did get it right. And now we're in Matthew. And Matthew's writing about our king. So I think before we start the Beatitudes, you've got to remember what you just said. Our king did it. Just throwing in a little American history, okay? okay just go. a tiny bit that won't matter. I love Obviously, didn't waste your time. But I'm reading a book right now about Teddy Roosevelt, and I love it, love it, love it, love it. But he is he's on the island of Cuba in the Spanish-American War, and he's going through this place, and the Spanish make this, I can't remember what which bird it is, but when they're about to attack, they make this bird sound, and... Teddy, I'm not going to make this long. Teddy Roosevelt is a naturalist and a wilderness man, and he knows exactly when he hears that sound that they've been ambushed, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody else gets down, and he gets up. And he knows that if they stay down, they're done because they're all around him. Mm -hmm. And he gets up on his horse, and he starts riding up this hill because he knows if he can get up there, mm -hmm. he can take out the people below. If he can get his men to the top of that hill, right, then yeah. he's got it. So he gets up and, and, and a bullet nicks him right here and a bullet goes through, part, it cuts his horse's shoulder. St steady on, on up the hill. Well, the men see him go because he's the leader of this outfit. Mm -hmm. And when they see him, they get up and they start going up the hill. That's the picture you see when they're all raising that American flag, <laughs> right, on top of it. That's the battle that it's in. And I thought, oh, that is such a good picture for us of what Christ did, especially when you're talking about laying down your will for the sake, for of, the sake of someone else, <laughs> that you're like, I'm going to stand up. And, yeah, I might get hit. But if the, I can save the most if I get to the top of that hill. Mm -hmm. I thought, Christ in Calvary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I, it's like yes. when everybody else falls flat. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're going to make me cry. I didn't mean to. But I mean, I just thought, when I read that, I thought, what a good what a good illustration mm -hmm. of oh, following oh, that oh, example. Leader. And by the way, they sang the old rugged cross at the end of that battle. And they, they had a hallelujah meeting, mm -hmm. thanking God for their safety and getting them to the top of that hill. That's the part but, of history. But uh, you don't you always don't hear get that. Hard, hear but that, that, that is a, an amazing so as thing we go through that Christ did, he went all the way doing what he never asked us to do. One thing he wasn't willing to lay down his life and do himself. Mm -hmm. He is our standard. We will never reach perfection in this standard because we'd have to be God to do so. But he made a way that when you don't, you're He's covered anyway. Because he took care and you're, of that. Because this is about understanding who he is mm -hmm. and trusting him when we need to. And right, uh, yeah, and not when we need to. No, and Trusting him to. because we need to. Because we need to. All yeah, the I like time that. we need I to. I like that phrase. So let's so, start. We're in Matthew chapter 5. Let's start at verse 1. And he says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are we taking this slow? Yes. Go. Okay. So blessed are the poor in spirit. I struggle with the phrase poor in spirit. I, I told too. you that. Mm -hmm. Poor in spirit. I thought, okay, this is me. Jump in. Fix okay. It. Okay. There is having enough, which mm -hmm. I don't think that's poor. I don't think that's poor either. I think you don't have to have all the riches of the world. It, it, but you can have enough 
But when I think of the word poor, I think a realization that you don't have enough. Yeah, okay. I could be wrong here. So when I see the phrase poor in spirit, I'm thinking about the person who has recognized a need mm-hmm. that they cannot fulfill in themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree with that, that poor in spirit person says, there is no hope for me unless God breaks in on this situation. I am recognizing my need. And, and one of the things that is hard for Christians in 2023 to do because we have everything in our fingertips. We have a microwave world where everything's set our We can just, we are poor in spirit. Right. We, we cannot not handle poor. this I, I'm not own. just talking about money. I'm talking about no, a not, I'm not enoughness. Talking, I'm not talking right? about money at all. I don't not think this enough. is money at all. I, poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Poor in what I'm able, poor in my abilities. Right. Poor in my, my spirit. My spirit. Right. And it's an acknowledgement of it's I got to be more than me. Even get right the picture. Sometimes I right. tromp through life, and I just miss the whole point of everything that was just placed in front of me. I miss the opportunities. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs, for theirs is, is the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. heaven. So, and and I, I I would kind of back this up. I hope that that's what is the meaning here. But but it it tells you later on like. Jesus said, I came to heal the sick, but the whole need not a physician. Now, I think it's the same idea. Like, you're not going to make it to the kingdom if you think you're making it because you're worthy of being there and you've got it all figured out. And you're, It's those that acknowledge a need, that are poor in spirit, that know the situation truthfully, that are going to have the kingdom of heaven. They're going to make the kingdom. Poor in spirit right? to me is you're not full of you have yourself. A lack. You have a need. You have a lack. You recognize that need. And I don't think we get to heaven if we think we're already good enough to get there on our own. And it's the first one. Yes, it's the start. It's the first thing he says. So it's as if, okay, when, I, when I'm going to teach you all these things to come about what the law mm-hmm. means, the first thing you need to know, mm-hmm. right, is you inherit the kingdom when you recognize need so let's talk about the kingdom for just a minute okay because and and i'm going to just leave this open to commentary and talk we just talk the kingdom of heaven sometimes is referred to when christ sits on the earth and rules the kingdom in his millennial kingdom the kingdom of heaven is sometimes referred to as what goes on in heaven where we're not we're on Mm -hmm. earth and god is in heaven but the kingdom of heaven there's a new heaven there's a new heaven and a new earth and there's also jesus saying he's telling them about this kingdom mm-hmm. so there are people who feel like this can't be to us well if you look back to chapter 4 verse 17 mm-hmm. <clears throat> when when jesus is beginning his ministry after he's been tempted what does he pre- it says from that time forward jesus began to preach repent for, for the, the kingdom, kingdom of heaven, heaven is at hand. hand you know what you need for a kingdom is a king Mm-hmm. And the king is here. Mm-hmm. So he's he's ta- everyone who recognizes him as king is in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm in the kingdom right now. I'm in the kingdom right now. I, now that I I'm expatriated, right? <laughs> I'm not yes. in a physical kingdom with my physical king present, but I'm in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And these is, this is how the kingdom works. So this applies to me. This applies to those that were present with Jesus. This applies to the kingdom. He's going to rule and reign is, in on earth. This is the New Testament covenant. This Here is, we go. We're but this is how the, the king Testament. always was. Mm-hmm. This is king this is bringing out the yes. law and saying. But here's what he. This is the embodiment of that. This mm-hmm. is the perfection the of, fulfillment that. of that. This is the perfect 
perfect example. son of God who's mm-hmm. going to show you what he's going to show you. Yes, that's true. Right. And I like that. So, so as we go through this, <clears throat> we have to think about how, what does that change about me? So blessed is the poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Doesn't I need help. Sound, doesn't sound like something I want, right? Poor right. in spirit sounds like something. Well, no, I want to be. None of these in sound spirit. like something you want. That's the point. None of these sound like, and and we call them the beatitudes, the the, the blessings, happies. the happies, the how to be happy. Basically, is what he says. When blessed means happiness, happy are you, right? Happy, happy are, are you if you're poor in spirit. And none of these are something we seek out. We don't seek to be poor in spirit. We don't like to be vulnerable and honest about the fact that we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Right, and none of the rest of the list either. And we can't. And yet, that's the way to and happiness. Actually, you can't get to the rest of the list if you don't recognize if you don't go this one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I can't get there on my own. Right, I have to use someone else, and that someone else is Jesus. Blessed, verse four. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Why are they mourning? They want their king. <laughs> Well, he's there. He's but there why now. is he saying to them, "Blessed are they that mourn"? I mean, it it, it that seems death makes you mourn. Yeah. And remember, in Revelation, it says there shall be no more mourning, crying, tears. I think back. I think we're on the same page. But I think back to to the fall and the passages about the fall that say the entire earth groans. There's a Paul will say later on, we groan waiting to be clothed upon with yeah. our new bodies. With our, that that mourning of now, I I'm a born again Christian. I've mourned mm-hmm. because we live in a world where death is operating, where mm-hmm. separation is operating. Even though mm-hmm. Christ has conquered it for all time, He's We're already won the battle. The last, I still mourn. I mourn the, the fact enemy. that I'm going to. The last enemy to be taken care of is death, right? right? It's still there. But I'm going to be separated from my family, and that makes us to... But he's like, why would that make me happy? Why would mourning make me happy? Because acknowledging the fact, Mm -hmm. right, that I'm going to be separated means that I'm looking for a Savior, right, who could conquer death. I'm looking for a king that could conquer death. I'm looking for the one that is the answer to that. Again, it's an acknowledgement of a problem. And they we should, mourn. And they should. Right? And we they groan. shall be comforted. I think the comfort of God. The mourning peace, in yeah, God. The like peace. mourning with him as my savior in my life. He understands mourning. He does understand it. But I'm assured of the fact that he's got it covered. Mm-hmm. And he'll take care of it. That's where the happy comes, Mm -hmm. right? And and he gives us, I mean, even in other scriptures, they they give us words and phrases and sentences of how to comfort one another. We're not supposed to mourn as someone without hope. We know what the hope is. But we still mourn. But we mourn. We recognize what's happened here. And we shall be comforted. What's happened That mourning is also an awareness that it's broken. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's again, the fact that, you know, there's a problem means you seek an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. I know that I am poor in spirit, so I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Lord mm-hmm. to operate. And I know that I mourn. I need the one who can conquer Com- death, hell and the grave. And who can comfort me. Right. And can be my comfort mm-hmm. until I get there. Peace, joy unspeakable. Right. Yep. Peace that passes, passes understanding. It doesn't sound like a way to happiness, but it is the only way. Mm-hmm. 
Because right? otherwise, there's because nothing then I, to the, to the, the other choice in. is to pretend it's not real. Like people do put blinders on and pretend you're not ever going to die. Pretend that you are enough and, and bluff your way through life as if you've got it all together and you are not going to be happy. The happiness doesn't lie that way. No. Happiness lies in acknowledging these things. Mm-hmm. And admitting. Ad- admitting And coming to, to God for the help for them. And understanding right? that you're... I think it's even... I don't. I don't know how to say this right. It's even a little more than that. It's yeah. Where? What's your place? I'm not God, but there is. But he's a got God, it handled, and he's got it. He, right. he understands. He's got it. it handled. Verse five: Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And we always say this, but meek is not weak. Everybody reads. Everybody that always thinks meek is weak. But meek is strength under control. The Bible says about Moses that he was the meekest man to ever live. Mm-hmm. History tells us he was a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yet God took that warrior and made him lead people that I guarantee he wanted to kill sometimes. (laughs) And I guarantee they murmured constantly. And yet that meekness was, okay, I have the power to just start over with that. As a matter of fact, God gave him that option once. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll kill every one of them, Moses, and I'll I'll start over with you. you. Right? That's what he told Moses said, don't do that. If if you slay them, I go with them. The meekness, that strength under control. For the benefit favorite. of someone else. And your and your favorite right? phrase, if you ain't going, I ain't going either. Right, that's what Moses says. God, if you don't go with me, I'm going. not going. Mm-mm. Right? You have to be there. That meekness under control, brought under control. What do they get? You would think, now, what natural man would tell us, you can't be meek. you got to be aggressive, you got to be bold, you got to take advantage, you got to seize the opportunity. you got to, you know, sometimes just have, that's the way you got to do people dirty to get ahead. That's not what this says. This says that those that are meek, that have strength under control, submitted for the good of others, inherit the earth. It belongs to them. And God's in charge, so He can say that. So there's I'm nothing going to give here it so to far them. of the first three things we've read. There's that you would nothing here do. that we would seek out and want to do. <laughs> that is the opposite of what you want to do. You're, unless you start with that first one. Yeah. I, I, do I want to be poor in spirit? I do need I want to, to acknowledge my I need place. You? Yeah. Blessed are, do I want, I mourn. I should mourn for those that are lost, for those that you know we can't reach for those who fall into temptations and for the condition right? of mankind for the condition of mankind perfect way to for say for the it. condition of mankind and do i, I want to be strength under control or do i want to show people how great i am make sure they know i'm strong yeah i'm i'm pretty tough but no. the meek person is is god knows what you're going mm-hmm. through god knows that you're strong he knows what you want to do mm-hmm. but you're submitted to his will it's always and so he's going to make it work out don't you think it's always frustrating maybe it's not for you but it has been for me over the course of my life in different areas of work and and school and things i always resented the fact that just because i didn't carry on and um, you know, use foul language and cheat people and, and copy or t- do. I always felt like, but I know what I'm talking about. Pay attention to me. But right? It, it you says know? you don't have to. He'll but, do it. But I don't have to because he takes it. care of that. Right. Verse six. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I think before you say anything, hunger and thirst are serious um Big time words. We're not just saying, oh, okay, maybe I want to find out. Hunger. And it doesn't say hunger and thirst after self-righteousness. No. It says that you you have the strongest desire motivating you is you want to do right. Mm -hmm. You want to be right with God. Not right in the eyes of people, not impressive to people. I want to do the right thing. Can you show me what's right? And he said, if that's really what you want, you'll get it. You'll get it. Mm -hmm. If you want to do right, if you want to know right, God will show you. 
He doesn't hide it back. Right. He doesn't want to keep it from you. No. All the things we really want that we can't always but put what, into words. Think of all the other things we're hungry and thirsty for. Think of all the things mm-hmm. right? that don't mean that, anything. That are the desires of our heart that are like first and forefront in our minds. Mm-hmm. Is it wanting to be right with God? Is it wanting to know what's right? Because if it is, we get it. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. You're going to understand. Uh, verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I'll tell you why you don't want to be merciful. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to. Merciful means somebody's done you wrong. And you got to act. For me to show mercy, you've them. sinned against me. You've hurt me unfairly. You've treated me unfairly. You've said something that's a lie about me. For me to show you mercy, you've offended me. So nobody wants to be merciful. You want mercy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be merciful because that means you've been wronged. Mm-hmm. But he says you're happy if you get the opportunity to show mercy, and you do so because you need it. Mm-hmm. And when you need mercy, you'll receive it. I always wonder think, how much mercy we don't get because, because we, we won't didn't give. give it. I always think of the verse, and it's not mercy. It's, it's it talks about forgiveness. Same thing. I think. But it says. Um, if you don't forgive, right, you don't get forgiven, right? Right. God will, uh, and and Jesus in in several places says, "I want mercy. I desire mercy more than I sacrifice. Want, I want I you want to mercy. see that this is the more important thing. Can you forgive? And when, and when it's not fair to, that's the thing about mercy. Mm-hmm. You're being asked to do something that's not fair. You're being asked to, like, you've got them dead to rights. You know they they're did wrong. It. They're wrong. Yeah. Right? Just like God has us. Just like God has us. <laughs> you've got, they are absolutely guilty. And you say, well, I'll never trust them again. I'll never, wait a minute. Mercy means, yeah, they did it. And I'm still going to show them mercy. I'm still going to let and them you know why that's thrive so and want them to be okay. Because that's really one more time. It's about your heart, right. not theirs. It really has nothing I to do with them. I can't do anything about what someone else does. Right. But I have to do something about what I do. Right? And what you said is true. If I'm being merciful, I have to... I have to get myself in order. I have to be meek. I have to, I have to have strength under control. I can't just shoot off my mouth and say whatever I want and act however I want, and yeah. then say, "Okay, well, I forgive you now," because I've done exacted all my stuff on you. The way I hear people talk about it, like mercy and forgiveness, is if that person didn't mean to do it, then we'll show them mercy and forgiveness. If that person like. They, they did it, but we misunderstood it. Well, see, it was just a big misunderstanding. This is talking, when you show mercy, mm-hmm. they don't have anywhere to hide. There's nothing but wrong. There's it nothing is but wrong. wrong. It is mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not that they accidentally did it. They forgive did it on purpose. Us stay you know what I mean? trespasses as we, we forgive, forgive those others, who trespass, right, against us. trespass against us. As we forgive. Not because they deserve it. Not because they were really, 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 really sorry. Or not they because sorry. they paid us back. Mm-hmm. Not because they fixed it and restored it. Not because our what they meant to do was something and it was just a mistake. No, this is just flat out wrong. Now, what are you going to do about it? You're going to show them mercy. Or you're going to hold their feet to the fire the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you going to always and that's remember where that? that someone always says, okay, well, you know, you're so weak because you didn't do anything. There are people that have been done serious wrong. Well, Jesus was done serious wrong. I mean, 
criminally wrong. There are children who, and women and men who have had serious, no, I'm not talking about they hurt your feelings, serious things. What is mercy in that case? Mercy doesn't mean that those people never have to pay for what they've done or that they never Correct. are held accountable for what Correct. they've done. Mercy means I'm no longer holding this against you. I, I want you God to be okay. I want you to be well. Mm -hmm. I want you to be safe. I want you to be all right. I'll let God take right? care of it. I'm going to give a, all these are given over to God, mm -hmm. right? I, I am meek because he'll take I care of it. I will to mourn God. because he's taking care right? of death. I, I am, I am poor in spirit because I know God has enough spirit to give me in his righteousness, right? I hunger and thirst for righteousness because he's got enough. And I'm it's saying. It's another surrender, 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 surrender. 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 Right. I don't know what right. God, I don't know God how to do this, but you got it. Mercy is I give up my rights to this, and Lord, you have the rights. You to take this. it. You do whatever you're going right? to do. Yes, and, and mean the, it, and and and, <laughs> and live it, and mean it, and and not go back and grab it every mm -hmm. so often, or remember it every time. Remember, something his happens. standard is perfection. His standard is what he he lived and what he died with. Happy what he are rose you? With. Happy are the merciful. Yeah, you want to be happy. For they shall obtain mercy. If you want mercy. You want to be happy? You got to give some mercy, right? right? I'm going to be happy in eternity because God showed mercy to me. It's upside <clears> down <throat> world. It's bizarro land. It's absolutely <laughs> the opposite of what yeah. you think it should be. And Jesus isn't just saying this. He's He set himself to teach them and he taught them saying these words, right? Mm -hmm. So verse and eight. And then live those words. Verse eight. Blessed right. are the pure in heart. Now we like that one. Because we, like we think pure, we have that. Because we think we can be pure in heart. Pure in heart, for they shall see God. All right. Unpack What's it. it say about the heart? Well, let's talk about purity. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll buy things in the grocery store that will say 100% pure. 100% pure. The meaning of that being nothing else there but mm -hmm. what we said was in it. Mm -hmm. If it's 100% pure honey. It's all honey and right? no additives. It's all honey and no corn syrup. Right? No, no, no fake in anything. 100% orange juice. Just what came out of the orange, right? <laughs> yeah. Just that. But it's not. So when we're talking about a pure heart, we're talking about a singular heart. A heart that is fully devoted and surrendered to God. Blessed is the pure in heart. It's not filled with all the impurities of everything else, right? Mm -hmm. And what does it say about our heart? And they shall see God. Now, what does that mean when they die? Or does that mean his operations here? They're going to see God. If your heart is filled up with him, right? Mm -hmm. I think you see him now. I think you see him later. I think you see him. You you can, your eyes are open to things that they weren't open to when it was filled with everything else. But what does it say about our heart? It's deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? It, it tells us that. And, right? and it says, don't lean on your own understanding, your own mm -hmm. heart, your own wishes, your own desires. Because Sorry, don't know what Disney. You're for. We're not following our heart because the Bible tells us not to. It absolutely. Don't tells follow you your to. heart. And when I hear a Christian person say, follow your heart, I think, hmm, no. Yet the standard's purity. The standard would be then, now the heart being the seat of your emotions, your love. Mm -hmm. Your being. All the love that I have, the ability to should be singularly focused mm -hmm. the way God would do it, right? Mm -hmm. To be, to not be distracted by everything else, but to love him first and that love be what I show everyone else. Do you see how impossible this list is? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I do. But yet he does. He, that doesn't mean you don't have to try it. But I also think that, right? and maybe I'm wrong, and forgive me if I say this wrong, but I also think that young Christians, people who are just starting, you don't start here, right? You start well, with Well, this just, is the goal. This is, I know. I mean, this I don't, is the I don't mean it that way. I mean, this is the you kingdom. may not understand it all that way, but mm-hmm. the more you live life and the more you read these words and the more you apply, the more you realize how fallible we are, how The more unable. Christ is operating through you. Yes, the more. The more you allow Christ to operate through you and not you and your own ability. You, it should not surprise you that your heart is wicked and it's deceitful. Again, it's and surrender. It, and it should not surprise you. I got to surrender my that black we heart have trouble for with a new mercy. heart. He said, I'll create in you a new heart. And we shouldn't be surprised. Right. But we always are. Mm-hmm. We always are surprised that we fail or we didn't get that right or we didn't do that right. Now God had to tell us we didn't do it right. And now we got to go say we're sorry. You know, I always think of Matt when he says what he says and then he goes back and tells the person, well, I didn't mean that. I wasn't supposed to say that. I did wrong. We don't like that. Yeah. We like to think that's that me. we're like to think we're all okay and we're <laughs> that's, that's and we're good on our own. And I think when Jesus teaches, I think it's painful sometimes to remember that you know, he's not watch. He's not our pet. He's not who we, you know, he just wants us to love and that's it. There's things that there's more than that. There's there are a lot of unfaithful things in our hearts. Yes. That God wants to remove. He wants to help us with that pure heart, that heart that's fully Created what it's supposed to heart. be, right? That David love says. is what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not filled with a, love, a lot of other loves mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other idols mm-hmm. and all those other things. But God says, I'll take that stony heart and I'll give I'll you a new it. heart. Mm-hmm. I'll give you I'll, a heart of flesh. A heart always, of- I want a heart like his. I want a heart like his and the only way that happens is for me to surrender and allow him to do that work mm-hmm. of painfully taking the idols away because there's a there's i say this all the time but in the songbook there's a song that says from from my heart all the idols torn i think the old christians knew this better than the new christians know this that, that there's a process of god taking those idols away the things you didn't even realize were impure mm-hmm. that in were that lo- affection and that, that love that you had. And that God kept your heart taking you pure. away from that. Mm-hmm. But if we're not purposefully seeking that relationship with God, if we are just kind of bouncing around through life like it doesn't matter, if we're not purposeful, we can't do any of these things. We have to be focused on God. This is what the king wants. And if I he's think king, want this is what he happy. wants. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Now, I'm sure that there's lots of people, I'll pretend me, that think, well, I do good being a peacemaker. I don't like for people to be upset, I so I try to match them up and get them all happy together and be, are we good peacemakers? I think, to me, the key in that verse is they shall be called mm-hmm. Because I think, I don't know, you know, I think, I might be wrong. I think that means the world sees it. Mm-hmm. So this is the person who is making peace when it costs. Mm-hmm. And what the world sees is there's something different about this person. Mm-hmm. This must be someone who belongs to God. This is about our witness to me. Is like when I seek to have peace and reconciliation with other people, wherever I can possibly do that, even if it costs me, mm-hmm. 
right? Then that's more than me being holy or not eating meat or wearing a certain style of clothing or a certain hairdo or not going to do this or not going to do that or not eating this. I I feel like all the ways that we try to be holy holy as human beings are these things that we talked about in the beginning that are the appearance Mm -hmm. of holiness and they mean nothing. They're filthy rags. And they're really not even an appearance. It's man's idea of what holy should be. You meant to be holy. I hear people talk about holiness all the time. Mm -hmm. This is holiness. Holiness is when I will make peace and reconciliation and help people have peace and reconciliation with God, even if it costs me. I keep saying that, but I don't know how to say it any different. Mm-hmm. Even if it's humbling, mm-hmm. even if I have to sacrifice a little bit, even, even if, if I have to. Your pride, but, your right. Desire, but I, your but thing. that's how people see God in you. They don't see God in you because you, you're so holy that you don't associate with people they see you when you will go among the people and you strive for that peace and that reconciliation and you're you're doing right? that for i want someone to help you benefit, get to the not lord necessarily right yours. not for me i'm not always thinking about myself right do you think we pa- pass or fail on that one i think we and we live in a culture that loves to be the rightest the most right we want to we want that award I was the wisest. I was the smartest. I got to the heart of the matter the quickest. Look how dumb these people are. Look how smart I am. Yeah, it's the attitude of the world. It's, mm-hmm. Everybody's comment is, everybody's an idiot but me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how we talk today. Mm-hmm. In a complete ignorance of when we do it. But we always are putting everyone down but us. We've got it all figured out. I think that's not a peacemaker. A peacemaker says, mm-hmm. God's right. Let's see if we can work this out so that you can be Lift it up. You can be in peace with me, with the Lord, with this person. Let's see if we can figure out how to reconcile. Do you feel like God sometimes has to bring us down a notch to make us have peace? He, it should bring us down a notch every time we think of Calvary. Every time I recognize that's my sin. That's mm-hmm. my punishment. That's mm-hmm. my guilt. Making it personal. That, that's it's not the, just Okay, if he would do about. that to put me in a right place with the Father, what am I willing to do to put myself in a right place with somebody else? To put to put them in a right place with the Father. To let them see that He loves them despite. Right? Mm-hmm. But not, look, 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 look how much better I am than you. If you were holy like me, you'd be closer to God. That's not a peacemaker. That's not a peacemaker. That's not a peacemaker. Peacemaker says, here, let me bring you close. Right? Let, let, let me bring you close to where He is because mm-hmm. I've got... And then you're called... The children, the sons and daughters of God, because people see that you don't operate like this world operates. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to be the rightest, the most right, right? I know I can't <laughs> quit it. You're, you're not trying to be that. You're trying to bring peace between God and people that you love because you your heart's pure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're and building showing, on one another, and right? You're thinking about mercy. Each yes. one of these you're, is building, and you have a poor spirit. You understand. You understand something. I've you're had not mercy. I want to do the right thing, not the self-righteous thing, the right thing. I I I want want peace. I want, I want. Sometimes it's not possible. New Testament will tell us where it's possible, be at peace with all men. Sometimes it's not possible. Then I need to keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. But where it's possible, Mm -hmm. bring peace and reconciliation, right? We have a lot to do here. We have a lot to clean up here. We need a heart changed here. Verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wait a minute. 
You mean we got to suffer to happy get to if you're persecuted? Oh, and they're not talking about somebody didn't invite you to their birthday party. <laughs> no, they're not. Because the persecution Christ is talking about, he warns them about. They're going to lose their lives. The disciples that are around him as he teaches this lesson, the people that are followers, to tells them are going to be that. And can he, they drink of the same cup right? I'm drinking of? No. Bless, happy are you if you're persecuted? Why? For righteousness' sake. Now, if you're persecuted because you're a jerk, that's on you. Mm -hmm. If you're persecuted because you're doing right, mm -hmm. which is so unbearable. You think, that's not fair. That's always the phrase that comes to my mind. Why? I'm trying to do what God wants me to do, and look what he let happen. <laughs> right? You know you've said that. You've thought that. Why did God let that happen? I'm trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Why does he do good for everybody else, and he didn't save me? the person I'm praying about? He didn't step in and do what I asked him to do. Why? That's not right. He said, if you're trying to do right, right? For righteousness' sake, if, if you're persecuted, if you suffer for that, the kingdom of heaven is yours, right? The kingdom is yours. Because and you don't you just think about say what you Jesus believe it. Did, what you Jesus went through for righteousness' sake, mm -hmm. right? Uh, something When we like to complain about it, we, talk we, about faith, we that's no faith. matter what are not going through as much as he did, right? It's almost like, like in the middle of that, being able to have this thought, this understanding of victory. When this is happening, it doesn't mean I did the wrong thing. It doesn't mean I missed the Lord. It means I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Because he says later on, um, the next couple of words, uh, verse 12, don't think you're unique mm -hmm. because you're going through this trouble. Every man that's ever spoke for me from the Old Testament all the way through, that's when they that. spoke my words, they were persecuted. This You're not unique, soldier, right? You, right. You're going through the mm -hmm. same thing. And you should count that as happiness. You should so let's count go that through joy. There. 11 and 12. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Can't stand you. Make fun of you. And persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. falsely not because you really did for it. For my sake. Yeah. Rejoice. Really? Mm -hmm. And be exceeding glad. You're on the right path. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. This isn't new. No. And you almost could say... I must be doing something right. Mm -hmm. When the whole world is against what it is that you're standing for, mm -hmm. you must be doing something right because you've hit a nerve, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're standing for his righteousness, his sake, his name's sake. And that's, right? excuse me, just the first 12 verses mm -hmm. of this sermon, nine verses on, on Rejoice. the blessed are you. And now, and you know says, they did that. Go ahead. When John and Peter heal the man in front of the temple and they're beaten it's, and they're thrown, it, it says that they rejoiced, that they were counted worthy, worthy to, to bear suffer. those stripes. And Paul and Silas in the jail, same thing, beaten, yep. 39 stripes, they're, in the, they're chained to soldiers, they're in the, and they, they decide to sing and praise God and rejoice. They took him seriously, verse 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. They didn't take that as like just this ethereal thought. Mm -hmm. They did it. Mm-hmm. Your great is for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You mm -hmm. just joined an elite group. Yeah, you made it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Verse thirteen. Now, 
The Beatitudes is kind of what we covered in the first 12. Now we're in the similitudes. Which means what should, the first question says how, how to be happy. How to have true happiness. This one is what should I look like? What should I act like? Mm-hmm. Right? What should I be similar to, right? Mm-hmm. So verse 13, you are salt. You are the salt of the earth. But if that salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden down under the foot under foot of men. Are you ready for my salt speech again? Yes, I know you've I'd heard like, this many times like in many speech. books. Let's do the salt. But here's the salt speech. So at, at the time that Jesus walked the earth, and up until about a hundred years ago, salt was a very different thing than what's what's the white crystals on your table. What we have in our houses today is very, very processed, very cleaned and bleached and mm-hmm. purified. It, it goes through a process that is very rare and, and a lot of people are saying not very healthy for us. That's the reason it causes blood pressure problems and all this because it's changed what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So when they used to have salt, salt was loaded with minerals that are good for you too. Minerals mm-hmm. that are in this salt and it had colors. It, it looked different than it does now. So when it's saying when your salt has lost its savor, what can happen is if your salt gets wet, the salt part that's the salt, that's our white stuff, dissolves and it passes through and it's gone. All you're left with is the minerals, which is basically dirt. <laughs> yeah. So he said, if the, you're the salt, but if the salt loses its savor, if, it, if all that is there is the flesh, all that is there is the earth, the dirt, the minerals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What good are you now? Are you just going to put dirt on your food? Are you going to put dirt on your wound? Are you going to rub those minerals in like that? Preserve your food with salt. That don't have salt. When the salt's in it, it it preserves and it gives flavor and it heals and it ministers. But when the salt is gone, you're left with dirt. With not that doesn't have those properties. And it's good for nothing, he says, but to cast out and to be trodden under foot. So he says to his followers. You are the salt. You ha- your job is to do what salt does, mm-hmm. to give life the seasoning, to give life the preserved, give life the healing, to, to bring help, right? Mm-hmm. Again, back to that peacemaker idea, mm-hmm. right? right? To make peace between God and man. But if you've allowed yourself to become nothing but the flesh, mm-hmm. you're like rubbing dirt in the wound. wonder if that's where the phrase came from. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're Rub doing. Rub a little dirt on it. Right? They need to throw you out because you're not do if you're doing that and you're a believer, what good are you whatsoever to the world or the Lord mm-hmm. if you're not the salt? Because that's what we're Because you've to been be. washed away and it, what God has put there to be good, you're ignoring that and you're operating in your mm-hmm. self, in your flesh. Right? And it's always about it's still always about that heart. Where is where are you in all of these things? Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and be so very proud of you and Mm -hmm. say great and wonderful things about you. No, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Okay, human candles. Can I just say, I was thinking about this today. <laughs> I, I burned a candle today to watch. But I, I was thinking about what it is to be a candle. There's something in that where he says, not only are you a light, but you're a light lifted up. Mm-hmm. And you're a light putting on a candlestick. I thought if I was a candle, 
If I was a candle, I wouldn't like that part. To be stuck up in the air somewhere? I wouldn't like the part of being held up to draw people's eyes toward what I'm doing and for what I'm doing to be melting away. A candle operates by losing itself, right? Mm-hmm. Again, like the salt, mm-hmm. right? You're not, you're not meant to be... I have candles in my house that have never been burned because they're just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't give a lick of light. They don't and they've helped nobody. nobody. <laughs> right? done a bit of good. It's, just a, it's a candle under a bushel. It's a candle that you don't put candles on fire under the basket. You burn down your basket. <laughs> right? That you burn down really your house. Yes. That would be dumb. So we don't want to be the candle that's preserved because we look so fine and we are so great and we're protecting self-preservation. We're the candle lifted up and burned. Mm-hmm. And burning is not fun. Mm-hmm. Melting away of your flesh is not fun. And what I mean by that is just like your desires, your will, your way, your good, your self-preservation falling away to the fire. You know, people talk about being on fire for the Lord. I love it. I want to be on fire for the Lord. Do you realize when the Bible talks about that, that's not talking about you having a really nice feeling. That talks about you being cleaned up and purged. It's a painful thing. Mm -hmm. Being on fire for the Lord means that the the dirt's getting burned out. Mm Right? He's, he's, it, I know what you mean, and I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But this is a fire cleanses, mm-hmm. right? It takes out the dross. It takes away the garbage, and it leaves behind what's good. Mm-hmm. And it says that some of our works will be burnt. A lot hey, of our works, stubble, I guarantee you, will be right? burnt. Because we did it for us. Because we didn't do it for the right reason. We did it like mm-hmm. a candle under a bushel. I don't know. I, I, I know I'm C.S. Lewising it here today because we had a we had a nice trip last week to see a C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis play. But w- what struck me in some of his works, and he's just an, he's an author. He's not scriptural. He's just a story writer. But every so often, um, the lion roars or bears its teeth at the wrong time. It seems like in the story. And and I think I think sometimes I don't know. For me, I've always liked the picture of Christ as a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the rock. I like those images. But sometimes we think we take precedence over that. Mm-hmm. He's God, and we are not, right? And if He chooses to bear His teeth, well, we're supposed to. He's still the King, right? We do what the king wants done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, as I read these things and I think about all this putting off of yourself, does, so I can hear people saying, well, that doesn't sound like much of a kingdom if I can't ever have anything I want. But look what you get. Yeah. You get you so gain much it all. more. You gain you, it all. All those things that you're fighting so hard to have now by giving it away, you, joy. you get it. Mm-hmm. You get exactly what you're looking for. This is the way to be happy. Mm-hmm. And this, this is, is what, what you're supposed to be for. like. Let your light shine right? that they can glorify God. Because you're going to be in the kingdom, the peacemaker, the merciful. You're going to be those things if you're following what he said. We use candles today to smell nice, mm-hmm. right? We don't really use them for light. But no. if you lived in a time when the candle was the light of your house, you don't want to see the candle. You want to see the flame. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to see me. Mm-hmm. I want them, I want to, them the to see the flame. I want them to see what's in me, that that burning Holy Spirit in me. And that's what it says. It says that they'll see your good works, like you said, and glorify, and glorify your father. Your father. They, they, you. don't go, they don't go, 
what a lovely piece of wax. <laughs> they say, what a lovely flame. Look at that. I can see. It's lifted up, mm -hmm. and I can see. If all, if all that's now, going on is the wax, see, it's not much help to me. And now I can see what I really need to see, which right. is the Father. Mm -hmm. So, here we go on, verse 17, the relation of Christ to the law. Jesus says... I don't know how long... I don't remember I when we started. I think we got about 10 minutes. Okay. It says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. Here's what you said when we started. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For, and this is Jesus talking. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Read 19 too. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. This kind of touches on something that really breaks my heart in the church today, in the church world today. And I think it breaks God's heart too. You hear a lot of people, I know what they mean, okay? I feel like they're coming from a place of wanting to be helpful to people and wanting to understand how things work. And that, and I'm not trying to cause any division whatsoever. But they'll talk about the Old Testament and they'll talk about the law as if it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're under this new covenant, we're under the blood of Christ, and, and Jesus has paid for our sins. They'll be like, when, when they talk about the law, look what this required them to do. How awful was that? How, right? The law is perfect. It says the so. law is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's not just, it he's the start of it and true. he's the end of it. Mm -hmm. He's the fulfillment of it. It's exactly right. The only problem with the law is me, mm -hmm. right? Is you, is, is our sinful flesh. It's exactly right. Right? Harmfully, and you hear people will so. say, those Pharisees said, mm -hmm. sometimes the Pharisees were saying what it says. Mm -hmm. But the way that they're using the law is not for people to understand God or come close to God or to know God, to but to push them away so that only the ones they allow can come close. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, nope, I'm going to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show them that the fulfillment of the law is, I can't, God has come for you. God has showed mercy to you. Mm -hmm. He's going to console you and give you what it is you need. Here I am. I fulfilled it for you, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're welcome. But it doesn't mean then, he's saying, if you, this is what they tend to do is verse 19. People still do this all the time. I don't know. Maybe we've done it before. I hope not. But it's when you say, God didn't really mean it that way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to listen to that part. That part was wrong. That part, wrong. that part in today's, like, we don't do that anymore. We don't apply that anymore. Mm -hmm. No, it was right. And it'll stand forever. And just to just prove right? that point, when we started Battle Ready, however many years ago it's been now, we memorized a verse, and I can never remember it, but we did memorize it. And it's in Psalms, and David wrote, The law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. 
The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, and much more than fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So, so again, we want to take what he says and say it's wrong. Was it? No, that was asking too much. But that's not it wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. He's wrong about this. We got to do it a different way. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's now, when wrong. I say that, I've got to say this before we close. We do not go to heaven by keeping the law. The Jews didn't go to heaven by keeping the law. No. They couldn't keep the law. Immediately given with the law is the system of sacrifices because you are not going to be able to keep the law. And they then that. to show you that only blood would answer. Mm-hmm. Only blood would cover, right? And make things Without peace with God. Without the shedding of blood, there is no making, remission right? of sins. And, and I know for a fact that we don't keep, I'm not saying we keep the Old Testament law. Not in any way am I saying that. Mm-hmm. Paul said, we didn't even keep it. Paul, who is the, a, Pharisee a Pharisee of the Pharisees, Pharisees. Yep. And, and he's in that system. He said, I didn't, we didn't keep the law. So how could we put that on the Gentile Somebody people else. that God sent? Yeah, yeah. But every word of it's right. Every word of it's true. Every word was for your good. Most of all, it's still for your good to go back and look at it because God will present himself in it. You want to know more about how God is and what he's about and what Christ did? Look at what he said in the Old Testament. And look at his heart in the law. Look it is a picture of said. who Christ is. Right? It's still for my good. It's my mm-hmm. still my schoolmaster. And it is going and to my hurt. teacher. It is going to bite right? and nip at us sometimes because we are not going to, we can't be at that without changing our heart and our mind toward God. He said, not, none of this is going to change. None of this is going to change. God doesn't say something that, oh, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. He's going to explain how it's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We're going to worship Jesus better. And we're going to keep going. If we know what he said. And we're going to keep going in these next three chapters, the finishing of this next chapter, because we are at at our end of time. But the next chapters, he's going to elaborate a little bit more where the heart is in some of those laws that we look at and we can quote real easy. And the first one I always think about is the one about adultery. If you Mm -hmm. don't, thou shalt not commit adultery. He means that. He does. But he also means (laughs) there's more to it than just the act of adultery. He means that. He means every word that he said, but he's going to show you there's a whole, there's a whole thing in his heart mm-hmm. that when he said that, he was giving you mm-hmm. a truth that he was giving you about himself and right. about what his son would do for the entire world, mm-hmm. that he's faithful, mm-hmm. that he's true. And we don't think about adultery. Covenants. We think about the physical right? fleshly stuff here. But when you think That's about what, what the Lord we do so. in reference to how we love the Lord, we are adulterers. We, we easily trade him off for something we think is better. All right, so we're going to stop here. Sorry, did you want to end on any note here? No, I just want to say that they're still in the kingdom. Yes, it's The people that got this wrong in verse 19, I was kind of relieved by that. Like, says, they, they, okay, they shall so be they, the least in the they kingdom, broke but it, they're there. But they're there. They're in the kingdom. Yeah, and I I, I'm glad that the, for the mercies of God and the grace of God and the peace of God, and I know that we can all be guilty. If you read... Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and you feel good about yourself, you need to reread Matthew 5, (laughs) 6, and 7 because it's going to skin you. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you understand that without the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. you're lost. Mm -hmm. You're just lost, and there's nobody that makes it. Right? But but that doesn't mean he doesn't want us to aim toward that goal and live toward that standard 
and recognize that Christ fulfills it in us. Right? I agree. Talk to a minute, just a minute about someone who might be listening to us for the first time. Uh, what's our purpose? Why are we here? As, uh, me and you here? The reason, one of the reasons we're here is because we have recognized that we're poor in spirit. And that I need this word. I, do I this need word. this time in the word more than probably you guys listening need this time in, this, in the word. And I know that Jesus Christ is the answer to what's going on. He's the answer to what I need. And I keep finding out how much better he is than when I originally got saved. I, I would say the people that are lost and like you're thinking about coming to Christ and you're, you're not sure about what that is going to be like. He loves you so much. Mm -hmm. And you think that when you get saved, it can't be any better than that. <laughs> and what can. you find out is that he's even better than that. Even the better more than you that. look at him, the better it gets. Mm -hmm. Right? That's and the stronger true. you get. And the more you talk about him, the stronger your faith gets. Mm -hmm. the more you That's why I need this. The more you know it. And when I right? think about it as a person who's been in church a long time, I feel like I'm the old person now. I hate being the old person, but I think that's what I am. I guess I shouldn't be sad about that. There's a lot of people who don't get to be old people, but I'm an old people now. And having been in church a long time, what I have found is no matter where you are, he is still reaching out to you to get you closer. Mm -hmm. And if we neglect that, just think what of, a waste. Just, just think of what you're losing yeah. by what neglecting that. So thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll be back next week, Lord willing, and everything's good. If not, we'll meet you in heaven on the other side. But keep mm -hmm. your Bibles open. Stay battle ready. This is a battle you want to fight. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battlereadybiblestudy. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says.